Hello and welcome to the So Ab Fab podcast. I'm Ali and I run Bobbin Saying School. However, I'm also one half of the So Ab Fab podcast broadcasters. We introduce you to guests that are integral to home sewing. Our guests all have small to medium sized sewing related businesses or provide necessary resources to help you as sewers. So today's guest is the other half of the podcast. She's a very important person. She's the creator of the Sew Ab Fab business. And I'd like to welcome you to Caroline. So hello, Caroline. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm good, thanks. All's well here in Hampshire. How about with you in Rutlandshire? Uh, well, Rutland is raining as per normal. Um, but <laughs> sorry, everything it's is sunny. okay. Sunny it, here. Rains, it rains all the time here. Oh, Ever gosh. since I've moved, it's rained. I mean, <laughs> admittedly, we did have a nice dry summer, but um, uh, since uh, summer finished and everything, we do get the odd dry day. I shouldn't really complain, but every time I look out the window when I'm chatting to you, it's raining. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, but I'm good, and it's doing the allotment good, so that's, that's okay. I'm quite happy. That's okay. So, Caroline, perhaps you can firstly tell us um, a little bit about So Ab Fab. So, so Abfab lovingly puts together complete dressmaking kits for women, men, tweens and infants. Each kit contains absolutely everything you need to make that particular garment, taking the worry out of putting the right piece of fabric with the right pattern or again halfway through your garment and realising you've forgotten the zip. So everything comes in that box. So uh, paper pattern, fabric, sewing notions, a little treat, a top Ooh. tip sheet. Um, <laughs> and it's all delivered straight to your front door, really. Um, but also, excitingly, in the future, we are releasing our classes. Uh-huh. So uh, we will have the sewing school side to it, which, which was always part of it. It's just with COVID, we've had to wait until we can do that side so it's all very exciting um so yeah so just growing each day really brilliant brilliant so that's great but it's been a winding journey for you um getting to today and the two of us putting together this podcast so what started you on this path caroline uh i've always loved to craft i learned to hand stitch what um knit and sew when I was a little girl um my both my nans sewed um and I still have my first ever garment which was a nightdress for my much loved teddy bear my dog at the time had chewed the teddy bear's innards out Mm. and taken the squeak out and we had this awful scar where I had sewn up its tummy so I was devastated so I asked my nanny if we could make well his name was Snowy my bear make him a a a nightdress to keep him warm and stop the dog ripping again the innards (laughs) out so um and in fact he still has the nightdress she cut up a flannel um nightshirt a light blue flannel nightshirt and that's where my love of hand stitching came in so I crafted um I didn't do it at school I I did sewing um for I think it's three months and then went on to cookery when I 
when I was older. So I did hand stitching as uh, infants and juniors and loved it. And then obviously in senior school, you have to make a choice. So I, I went to a convent and it was sewing or cookery. And um, I took up cookery. So it was there, but it was put on a back burner. And when I became ill with my progressive illness, it became apparent I couldn't continue in the career that I chosen. So I thought about what I loved I I'd been given this opportunity to do something that I absolutely loved and I thought long and hard about it and and that's when I decided that I was going to follow my passion and uh did a lot of training and got to where I am now really wonderful yeah it's funny how life throws you curveballs and sends you exactly on one hand you kind of feel the world has ended because you've been given a diagnosis but on the other hand it has given me this amazing opportunity yeah yeah um so yes so just for our listeners Caroline do you mind sharing what your progressive illness is no not at all um so I have a condition called Ellos Danlos syndrome mm-hmm. which is a connective tissue disease um which comes in many forms and formats. (laughs) We're all a little bit different. Um, Mine really affects my organs um, and my joints, my skin. So um, in plain terms, my joints dislocate, my skin rips. um, But what it's given me is complete intestinal failure. So uh, I cannot eat. So I'm fed by um, a central line or Hickman line which effectively is a line into your bloodstream at the back of your heart and I am fed overnight with a bag of fluids um but that's just to me now it's yeah I've been I've had this system for four years it's keeping me alive and it's allowing me to do what I do so you just get on with it I do dream of cake as (laughs) Ali knows permanently Um, (laughs) and uh and I can be naughty and have the old hot chocolate um but yes so everybody deals with illnesses differently um and what it's done to me is given me this huge need to prove that I can still do what everybody else does and and I have this immense passion to live yes you know it it can be life limiting and so I'm gonna live each day as if tomorrow's not a good day yeah well that's it's a good way to live is to live your life isn't it to yeah, the best exactly. and achieve what you want to achieve and and reach your your reach your dreams really you've got to reach for the stars yes you have well <laughs> done <laughs> so you have had a few small businesses along the way can you tell me about them um yeah maybe I can. a little about of what you've learned from them yeah so obviously when I first So I first became ill in sort of 2001 and it took till 2008 to get a diagnosis. So um, I was having, I was uh, very poorly. I couldn't get out. I was in a wheelchair for most of the time Mm -hmm. um, and my four walls closed around me and my way of coping was I picked up knitting needles again and um, I started to knit and I knitted um 
and that knitting turned into lots of scarves in different shapes and sizes and shawls. So I set up a little company called Rhapsody and we went to the craft fairs and all the Christmas markets and I sold hand knitted scarves that had been embellished with um, beautiful crystals um, and um, they, they were just beautiful. They were lightweight and gorgeous. Um, and that gave me an insight into the craft industry and fed my dream even more. So I decided that I needed to further my skills. Okay. So I put Rhapsody to bed and then um, went and started off as work experience on Savile Road as a hand finisher. Oh, that's exciting. Um, so <laughs> I will, we'll, we'll go back to that, skipped on to the next business. So whilst doing that, I knew then exactly what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. And that was to open my own haberdashery fabric shop and sewing school, which um, after many years of hard work and saving, I eventually got there as Ali knows, because Ali yeah. was uh, and still is my mentor and um, <laughs> the person that I would go to with absolutely everything. And so she was very much part of it. Um, and it was my dream. And yeah. I, I loved my shop, absolutely loved my shop. Yeah, you put fast your heart and soul into it. I did, yeah. I, yeah. I really did. And fast forward a couple of years and unfortunately my illness hit me with a ton of bricks and that's when the intestinal failure happened and whilst in intensive care we had to make the decision that we had to sell it um yeah. which um Ali helped my parents do because I was in hospital and um, so we sold it to a lovely couple who we are going to interview um as one of our guests um who has taken it on and taken it into a new direction and I have since moved out of Hampshire and now Rutland and back on my feet feeling much much better and so our fab has been born and is going great guns still doing what I love which is teaching putting together um dressmaking kits helping um and um we are moving into premises as I mentioned before and and it's the start of it all over again and just pure excitement and joy and can't wait to be back that's there brilliant. that's brilliant yeah, yeah the only downside is I'm 130 miles from Ali I know <laughs> never mind but you know we have we have computer technology <laughs> we run sewing retreats together so we yes, still we work together Ali and I formed this friendship for nine years now yes it's a and, long time isn't it um yeah yes. and I, yeah and I you know um without Ali I wouldn't be where I was now so I think in answer to Ali's question that's long-winded was that each business has led on to the next so I've taken something from each one learned from it and yes. then I've got to sew a fab which is hopefully my last business but one that I can work around hospital yeah and keep keep going you know yes gently uh, working yeah. at and enjoying as, and making exactly. it for you yeah so all my businesses we've had to work around hospital obviously when we stitched by you it wasn't such a big thing hospital but now yeah with complete intestinal failure hospital is a big big thing so if you are poorly out there and if 
things look dark, there is hope. You can work around these things. Yeah. You, 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 it does feel like it's forever. You're having to put things on hold. You take two steps back instead of two steps forward, but mm. you can do it. I know there'll be times when be back in hospital, but I know that you can run a business at the same yeah. time. Yes, yes. And that's one of the advantages of working for yourself in a way. Yes. Because you can yeah. write your own agenda. And, exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, you know, and as now with social media and um phones and technology, I can answer emails from a hospital bed. None of you yes. guys will know that's where I am, but I can keep on top of things and everything else. So yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's wonderful. So before you actually um, went, before you were ill, you were actually a veterinary nurse. So I was. that was uh, interesting. I saved off animals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a really sort of like skip across. Yeah, <laughs> like me in my wellies, in my wellies going to thinking, oh gosh, in five minutes time, I need to go and see that client and uh, think, rushing into the house, changing, yeah. making sure I didn't smell of cow poo. <laughs> I used to be one of the only veterinary nurses that would go onto the farms and the farmers used to laugh. I used to, my very first practice that I worked for was run by a lovely gentleman who was quite old fashioned and liked his nurses in dresses, you know, and I used to be in amongst all the cows castrating all the young bulls and debudding their horns in my dress and wellies covered in absolute but loved every minute of it so um yeah so yes I went from sewing up animals to making clothes I know I know so we go from like the the extremes so we're either completely you know I'm never glamorous I've never never pertained to be glamorous but you you try to be clean and and you know manicured slightly um to you know being like knee deep in something unmentionable something unmentionable nothing has changed so let me just state I still have my love of animals I'm passionate about them and uh, as we mentioned in an introduction previously I have three chickens and two yeah. dogs and I spend my life covered in chicken poop I mean, yeah. I've never known an animal poop so much <laughs> Ali didn't tell me that when she gave me the chickens oh they're so easy to look after no problem at all <laughs> and I have they produce poop no Caroline you you are lucky we didn't give you ducks then because if you think chickens are bad ducks are something else <laughs> but my, they just bring me such joy they are the funniest creatures um that I have come across um unfortunately Hyacinth yesterday got a bang to the head with a cauliflower that I dropped on her oh no she gave me a real squawk as if the same what the hell she shook herself off <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> so I know that you've got loads and loads of funny sort of like animal related anecdotes <laughs> but do you have any funny sewing related anecdotes because I have one about you which is quite fun <laughs> <laughs> oh Annie I hope this is not embarrassing <laughs> I know do you want me to tell the story okay so when you came to me you um were very fearful of needles having having sewn on Savile Row and you're a very competent seamstress and I know that you are amazing you're capable of all sorts of wonderful creations and everything else but you arrived at my first class when I first met you and you said 
you were terrified. You were absolutely terrified. I was you were, <laughs> And you and you literally like were blanched. And you said, I can't use a sewing machine because I'm terrified of needles. <laughs> and it was a huge problem. It was a huge problem medically, and it was stopping me from reaching my dream. Yeah, I know, so I know, I know, I know. And I said, <laughs> well, you know, you came with your pattern and your fabric, and you were going to make a dress. And I was like, but you've got to use a sewing machine, Caroline. You've got to learn to <laughs> use this sewing machine and not be fearful of it. And I think I think you've cracked it, but it's still there a little bit, isn't it? No, yes, it is. That's the rotary cutter. I mean, <laughs> don't get me started on the rotary cutter. So I have this <laughs> fear of needles, which because of my illness has got better, but the rotary cutter. So I also have a huge fear of blades. Because I cut myself badly as a child when horse riding. Um, so Ali and um, Emma, who used to teach our quilting lessons, used to find it hysterical. So when we used to have a quilting class at Stitch by You, I couldn't be near the group that was learning because they were learning to use a rotary cutter for the first time. <laughs> and all I could hear was Emma going, put the blade away, put the blade away every time someone put the blade on the table rightly so and I used to twitch for six hours and have the first aid kit ready so in order to get over this fear I was like I'm gonna have to learn how to use the rotary cutter myself so you've got so gloves I've got gloves so you know there's no cut gloves that mm -hmm. chefs use and uh people working with heavy machinery I have those well and, done. Yeah, and I use a rotary cutter quite happily now, as long as my left hand is adorned <laughs> in a very strong glove. See? So, it's fine. You know, it's fine. But you still will twitch about people using rotary cutters, won't you? I do. I do. Okay. I yeah. just, I do, I'm not comfortable with them. I've seen what they've done to Ali's fingers and the stitches yeah. she's needed. So I don't know why she's giggling so much. Yeah, well, that was so just a silly evening. I was pre prepping for a class and I was rushing. I was yeah. rushing. It was a Sunday evening. I was prepping for the class the next day. And I did what you should never do. I put too many layers of fabric together. And of course, the inevitable happened. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. And of course, I just, yeah, sliced through my yeah so even professionals do it <laughs> i know it's it's a it's it's you know it is naughty to skip um, uh, yeah um, we i mean it wasn't it wasn't funny at the time but i think both of us laughed about it now i'm not sure the lady involved laughs about it but the time that we were in a class we were teaching and she sewed through her finger do you remember that ali yeah. we we heard it clunk and um, we heard this, oh, and, uh, oh, and bless no. her, you know, accidents do happen. They do happen. The nerves take over. And the one thing that happens when nerves take over with me is I giggle and I can't I stop. Know. I, I know. He's throwing looks at me. And I was literally giggling in the corner, handing the first aid kit over. Um, <laughs> because it I, wasn't a major incident it wasn't a hospital incident it, it was just a, a very it's she only caught the edge of her, edge finger. Of her finger yeah but i was I just yes so I um know. yeah so accidents do happen we I have know. we have had some funny classes haven't we ali we and have 
and you you know you laugh with your students I and know. everything I else know. and I think they must go home and laugh about us they and our funny been. comments yeah. and everything yeah. else and actually yeah. those classes form friendships there was one class in particular when it was young girls and uh it was 10 to 13 year olds and we were making oh, pajama bottoms that was oh it was classic. <laughs> it was a class <laughs> we just you couldn't have scripted it no you um, these young girls were dropped off and evils <laughs> were being thrown across the room and we just started off in a nice breezy way welcome 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 and the first one piped up and she said i don't want to be here and and Ali and I went oh and then the next one piped up and went wasn't my choice either and we had four young ladies and I think there was only one who had chosen to come and do our class but that and one had been sent to us as punishment of all she things had, she she'd had been naughty she'd been naughty so she had to come to a class to come and learn to sew now <laughs> how do you deal with that well Ali and I looked at each other and do you know what? Within half an hour, those girls had got their heads down. Yeah, they had. They, they were had. giggling away. They were. The evils had stopped. It they'd was... had they'd had a piece of cake. Yeah. And uh, a soft drink, and I they bonded. They did bond. They did bond. They were they... from different schools. Um, yeah. And and they they at the end of it, they told us what a fab time. But Ali and I stressed for the whole three hours. It was quite, it was quite funny, wasn't it? It was quite funny. And it got quite competitive. They all seemed a little bit competitive, yeah. didn't they? And how, and how do you turn yeah. a class around when you've got people there that you just do was, not I want know. to be there? But it was, was funny because Sewing Bee was on at the time. Yes. And they'd often been made to watch Sewing Bee. And the episode that they'd all watched was when it was lingerie week. Oh, yes. Do you remember yes. Anne yes, Patrick had gone on about ladies' underwear? And that's what started it. They giggled. They, they giggled their heads off about lingerie week and Patrick Grant. And it's amazing. They it went home it. with the sewing bug. Yeah. Um, and I know one of them came back several times and bought different pieces and was well on her way to making herself a handmade wardrobe it just goes to show doesn't it it does it does it does so you know I think that 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 was the funniest though I mean I don't know why we were picked to give the punishment though I can't <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> they let them have them for half an hour well it wasn't half an hour was three it? hours yeah. <laughs> yeah we get some time out there'll be no squabbling with siblings um no. if you know, yeah. I think we were seen sometimes as babysitters, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was quite funny. It was, it was, it was one of the funniest. When I, I always remember that, that young girl, she was about thirteen, wasn't she? And she sat oh. there with this. She said, "I'm here because I've been naughty." I was like, "What?" <laughs> there you <are. laughs> So, Caroline. I, I think you know it's it's been it's it's a great journey has it's been a yeah, great yeah. journey for both of us with both yeah. of our sewing schools and the way we've checked we've had had have had to develop our businesses over time and adapt and adapt, adapt to yes, yes needs and yes. changes and yeah definitely definitely and so you did tell me how you're taking so ab fab further so that's yeah. exciting 
Um, but you haven't told me anything about what your sewing plans for yourself are. So have you got any sewing plans for yourself? Uh, I do. I'm not very good at sitting sewing for myself. As you know, I no. love to make for others. And, and that's one of the things about Swabfab that I love is I get to make the garments. And my models keep their garments. Um, so I am loving kitting out. My models are my, my family, you know, most of them, not all of them. Yeah. But most of them are, are relations. So they're, they're, they're I'm loving kitting them out with bits and pieces. And I often sew and make gifts. Um, but I am desperate for new jeans. So okay. my uh, on my to-do list is the Megan Nielsen's Dawn jeans. Okay. Um, I haven't done those. I haven't seen no. them. No. So um, I need to do those. I yeah. would love to do a noodle head bag you know Ali my track record with bags is not great no um, and I don't know why um so I'd love to to do that and one thing I am doing it's not for me it's my niece um she's moved back from Canada and um she's petite and okay. so she struggles to fit into clothing that is her age group yeah um, yes. so she yes. wants to dress for her age and rightly so yeah so um I am at the moment putting together a capsule wardrobe for the summer for her oh lovely she's uh, a very lucky niece <laughs> well hopefully hopefully she likes them I think it's oh, quite lovely. it's interesting isn't it because I thought oh, I was quite mm. could still be quite trendy when the need took me but obviously yeah. not so she sent me the um photos that she liked and things like that so right. I've been scrolling through different patterns and actually this morning I got up and it was the first thing I did was I found two patterns that would tick two off per list so yes so that's brilliant. what I'm doing at the brilliant. moment brilliant so have you come across any handy hints or tips whilst sewing lately is there anything that you've come across that you you have thought oh I need to keep that in my little repertoire of handy hints and tips it's not a handy hint or tip it's a handy gadget ah so um my mum brought me a magnetic tray from a well-known shop okay um okay uh, that has a middle aisle full of okay. great okay. little bits oh, and pieces yes, i know yes yes I know and um <laughs> she home with this amazing magnetic tray Ooh. now it's like, it's like it's like a tray that you'd get in an operating theater yes. um, it's yeah. a metal one with really strong magnets it is 14 centimeters by 23 centimeters so quite big so good size yes good size and yes. i don't know about you but i'm forever putting pins down in places and hand yes. sewing needles and i have dogs and well i found <laughs> you're never gonna guess so I lost a needle yesterday. Oh no. I found it this morning. I thought I put my shoe on. It was only a very <gasps> fine needle. I put my shoe on. I thought, and I thought, oh, what's that in my shoe? It must have gone into the side of my shoe and yeah. gone down and underneath. I walked on that yesterday. I walked on it and it did no harm, but it was there in my shoe this morning. So it just shows, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yes. So that was my handy tip. So now when I am. Um, sewing I um 
just put everything in there. Yes. And yes. It's scissors, tape measure, everything. Oh, it's it's all held in, in one place. place. Um, and you don't have to worry about putting the pins into the pot and the pot tipping over. No. Um, so that is my handy, handy. Gosh, that is good. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Well, I think I need, yeah, because actually everything that's metal will stay put. So your sewing feet and things. I wonder whether it would magnetize things. I don't know. Well, it is magnet. So yes, maybe, yeah, yeah. But how exciting! That's a really good little gadget. Well, gadget, yeah, but, a good little yeah. like yeah utensil. utensil. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, because you can get the ones that hold your pins, but they're tiny. Yes, they are, um, aren't they? But this, yeah. yeah, this is big enough to hold everything. And then the other little thing is remember those little um, uh, uh, fabric caddies you made, and then I substitute yes, made. Yes, I yes, use yes. one of those to put all my threads in. Brilliant. When I'm yes. sewing because. Um, I've busted a hoover already. I know. Um, it's hard work. Yeah. So yes. And I, unfortunately at home, my sewing room at home is carpeted. And in fact, the new studio is carpet. And as many home sewers know, that is a complete and utter nightmare. It is. Um, it is. But I yeah. used to find that the best thing on carpet was one of those little held handhelds like push, you know, the I got carpet, carpet sweepers. Sweeper. Yeah, carpet sweepers. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Picking up threads. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's exciting. Um, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's going to be a new challenge for you moving into the new studio, but I'm it sure is. it'll be a wonderful experience. And I can't wait. I can't to, wait. Wait till the lockdown is over and you're starting to get together, and maybe I'll come up and visit you and have a yeah, no, time together. So, if you were to have a day off, which I'm always telling you, Caroline, don't overdo it. <laughs> you're very naughty. <laughs> I'm always aware that you off, have all people need more of a day off than, than I do. So if you had a day off and you could spend it doing exactly what you wanted, what would you do? Um, I have two things. Yes. Uh, Non-COVID, okay. um, when we could travel, yes. I would take the dogs to the beach. Yeah, lovely. Uh, the dogs love the beach. I love being at the seaside, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the dogs they're just different I think it's a sense of space yeah they don't feel threatened and I love nothing more than watching them run around free yeah. um like we do niece um we have to watch Poppy the golden retriever because she will help herself to people's picnics yeah. but, uh, you know apart from <laughs> That's that retriever like <laughs> yeah and she's a real water baby she can't swim she's hysterical She's never learned to swim, but she has the ability to submerge like a hippo. Oh, so she God. goes down in one motion. Okay. And she sticks her nose up like a like a submarine spout. <laughs> and all you see is this nose above water. Oh and then That's she terrifying. comes back up again in one motion <laughs> and moves a couple of steps on and sinks down again. Um, oh. So, yes, uh, COVID times my day off would be a day at the allotment getting yeah. jobs done lovely um it's very therapeutic isn't it i love it i i mean i go down oh. as ali knows that's where my chickens are yeah. um so i go down every day and actually yeah. i only need to walk onto the allotment and i feel my stress drop yeah, yeah. i think i think sewing is a de-stressor um, if you're not working if you're in the not industry. working in the industry i think yeah gardening is a de-stressor and I think yoga they're all very very patient things it's like at the moment um in my garden I grew last year some echinaceas 
so they didn't flower last year so it's it's coming round now that they will be flowering lovely um, this year so I can't wait for the the time when they come out yeah. and I can see what the flowers are what the colors are so that's yeah exciting. no I planted seeds and at this morning yeah. um I went outside quickly and lifted the cover and I was like oh has anything sprouted but no not yet it's too early yeah, it's been less I than know, a week I know but it's, um, it's, but it's, it's, it's anticipation it's, it's anticipation and so yeah so it's patience and anticipation and having your hand in the soil yeah, and yeah yeah it's lovely isn't it it is lovely yeah, so, so no, yeah. I, I do do enjoy it I think we haven't touched on it too much but actually running a sewing business is wonderful but it is stressful it's like running any business it's constant you're never off duty no um and do you know what but you are providing a wonderful service for other people that have lives themselves which you love which is important and and I think that actually sometimes when clients come to classes and they just say oh I, I'm really enjoying this I feel so relaxed and you feel yes goal I've I've yeah, achieved done it. something I've done and, it for and, somebody and you else pass that passion on you do and they, that they can go home and yes. do it again and yes. actually take time out for themselves yes, yes. yeah I, it's I really mean, important it's important to remember also that sometimes it only takes 20 minutes if you can just yeah. sew one seam oh totally yes that's all you need to do you don't need to do a complete garment in a day no, just take no. your time out take 20 Absolutely. minutes otherwise it will be stressful exactly because you put a time on it saying oh the yes. stress has got to be made that's right yeah. that's right I agree and I think that's that to me is one of the biggest things about running a sewing business is providing a safe in safe environment environment for other people to come and just take a breath take time out yeah. learn a new skill and hopefully you know it's it's taking the pressure off them in their everyday life so that's that's really important it is important yeah. I think it's perfect yeah. summed it up Ali it does it does well it's been <laughs> lovely chatting to you Caroline Thank and, you. and such good luck with your your move I hope it all goes yeah. very soon and very well and um, yeah I'll keep everybody informed. Definitely. Well, we will be chatting with other guests and finding out more about them. So it's going to be an exciting time. It is. um, And I'm really pleased to be on this journey with you. No, I know. Even though it is afar. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. But in the meantime, happy sewing. Happy sewing and happy sewing to all our listeners. Yeah. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe and uh, keep in touch and look at all of our um, news feeds our social media feeds and websites and you'll find all the information there so excellent so happy sewing everybody bye